Welcome, guys and gals. I'm Connor Beaton. And today we're going to be talking about going all the way, pushing all the chips in, <laughs> playing full out, being able to perform at 100% capacity and what that actually means. And I wanted to do this episode because I have seen far too often people referring to their best selves or their highest versions in a way that makes no sense whatsoever and has no concrete foundation underneath it. And usually when I hear people talking about their best self or their best version, you know, if you if you're listening to this show, you've probably read uh, a blog or a book or, you know, an inspirational meme somewhere along the way or heard someone talking about it. Uh, usually when I hear people talking about this this highest or best self, it's in such an analogous way that it is infuriating because to, the, to, to most people, when they hear this, they're like, well, I don't really know what my best self is. I've never even really thought about what it would mean for me to go all in on being my best version. What would it actually mean for me to live my best self, to to take care of my health to the best of my ability, to take care of my body and my mind and my finances and my spirituality to the most that my capacity has to offer. For most people, in fact, I'd probably say like 99.99% of people, that seems like an almost incomprehensible thing because we are weighed down and burdened by all of the crap that we've been carrying around for years, the, the limiting beliefs, the doubts, the worries, the anxieties about tomorrow, the regrets from our past, the depression that we've had for years, the hurt and the pain that we're still reeling from the divorce. So we don't really know. Most people don't really know what it means to live our best self. And so I wanted to talk about that. What does it look like for you to go all in in your life? to go all in, in your purpose, in your relationship, in your spirituality? What does it look like? And in order to do that, I'm going to enlist the incredibly wise words of a man who is much more uh, well-spoken and articulated than myself by the name of Charles Bukowski. And the first thing that I want to read to you is called The Laughing Heart. And this pertains to uh, going all the way. So here is the laughing heart. Your life is your life. Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is a light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. So be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances Know them. Take them. You can't beat death, but you can beat death in life sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvelous. And the gods wait to delight in you. So here is just an absolutely simple 
yet profound poem about knowing and seeing the darkness that is within ourselves, within our world, within our communities, and, and being able to know that there is always light. There is always light that can be found. There might not be much, but it's always there in every single situation. And this is a reminder that it's our life in the sense that we are the ones that have to choose to turn towards the light, to choose love in a moment of hatred, to choose compassion and understanding and forgiveness in, in moments of anger and, and complete re remorse or regret. We have to be the ones that choose the higher ground, that choose healthy boundaries with partners that are using us or to choose to walk away. We have to be the ones that are looking, <laughs> I almost wanted to say looking on the bright side, but that sounds incredibly cheesy. <laughs> we are the ones, you, you specifically are the one that is, is really choosing right? In a day-to-day -day moment, you are the one that's choosing. And our best versions, our best self is, comes forward, is allowed to be freely expressed in, in the way that we allow ourselves to choose joy in moments that could be incredibly frustrating, right? Like, like when, when your fridge breaks down, <laughs> For most people, that's like just the most ridiculous thing because you probably have never really thought about your fridge breaking down unless you're one of the few people listening to this podcast that just had their fridge break down, in which case you probably just went through a, a really crazy ordeal. But there's really two ways to handle it, right? One is how most people handle it is their fridge breaks down, they come home after a long day of work, their food's gone bad, and they lose it right? And they're like, why is this happening to me? And they're upset and they're texting their friends and I can't believe it. I can't believe that this is happening to me. And da, da, da. like today of all days, I've just had the worst day and they're complaining and they're upset and they're angry and they're, you know, throwing food in the garbage can as hard as they possibly can. And they're pissed off and they're, you know, worried about having to spend the money or they come home and they just laugh. They just laugh at it and they say, you know what, like, <laughs> how often does that happen? Like, how often is it, how many times in your lifetime do you think your fridge is going to break down? How many, right? And then you can sort of see how much of a light situation that can be, right? As, as Einstein said, there are two types of people in the world, people that believe that nothing is a miracle and the people that believe that everything is. And our highest self, our best version, is in the disciplined practice of seeing the miracle in everything, in every moment. And it's a hard, hard practice. It is the spiritual path. It is, it is, a, it is a spiritual practice of the mind, of the emotional body, of the physical body. And, and we choose in as many moments as possible to see things, to see the miracle within something. Now, I have another poem for you, and uh, again, by Charles Bukowski, and it's actually called Going All the Way. 
And I think he summarizes this so brilliantly, and it pertains to our purpose, our direction, and our meaning in life. If you're going to try, go all the way. Otherwise, don't even start. If you're going to try, go all the way. This could mean losing girlfriends, wives, relatives, jobs, and maybe even your mind. It could mean not eating for three or four days. It could mean freezing on a park bench. It could mean jail. It could mean derision, mockery, and isolation. But isolation is the gift. All the others are a test of your endurance, of how much you really want to do it. And you'll do it despite rejection and the worst odds. And it will be better than anything else you can imagine. If you're going to try, go all the way. There is no other feeling like that. You will be alone with the gods and the nights will flame with fire. Do it, do it, do it. All the way. You will ride life straight to perfect laughter. It's the only good fight there is. So here in this brilliantly written poem are some incredible words of wisdom. The first one that I want to point out is that isolation is the gift. It seems counterintuitive, but in many ways we can see through so many practices, spiritual practices, writing practices, physical practices, that isolation is necessary in some way for us to find a sense of, of who we truly are and who we are not. And that might mean that we find out that certain parts of our lives or our identity or our relationship or our work really do not fit with who we want to project ourselves to be out into the world. That might mean that we have to let go of certain parts of our life, let go of friends or partners or jobs that don't really align with the path that we have chosen in this lifetime. Now, there are some people who are content with mediocrity, and that's fine. That's actually okay. There's many people who will choose to find their own version of mediocrity. And that will be the bar that they set for themselves in their life. And that's okay. But if you're listening to this and you are someone who wants more than mediocrity, who wants to go all the way, the one thing that you surely must know before you truly embark on the journey and what the one thing that might have been holding you back this whole time from really moving forward is that who you are now and the way that your life looks now in this moment, if you were to go all the way, would surely not look the same. It would not look the same. If you in your heart of hearts know that you are meant to be an author, and you were going to go all the way with becoming an author, and right now you work at an insurance company selling home insurance, you know 
undeniably that your life is going to change. And this is where the challenge resides. The challenge resides in the fact that our brain does not like change, that our mind wants things to ideally stay the same so that it can predict what's going to happen tomorrow and the day after. And our psyche is not necessarily designed to aid us in the process of changing. So the concept of becoming your best self and your best version is actually in some ways a ironic to how your system, your internal system is designed. Whoever designed you, <laughs> whatever designed you, and me and everyone else around us, designed us with the coding and the programming to be change averse. And so the real work, the real spiritual work that resides in the, in the soul, deep within the recesses of our being, the real work is that at some point, we have to face the fact that who we are and who we know ourselves to be, our beliefs, our values, our outcomes, the results that we produce, at some point, if we are really going to go all the way in, all of that might change. And, and, and none of it might be the same. In fact, the whole thing might be fundamentally different than anything that we could have ever expected. And I know this because for myself, I have gone through this transformation. I've gone down this path of going all the way, going all the way in on my own growth, on my own development. And recently, I looked back at who I was a decade ago, and it brought tears to my eyes. It, it moved me right in the center of my being, right in my heart. I could feel it. Because who I was a decade ago is in every way different from who I am today. Now, physically, I look the same. Uh, my voice might sound the same. I might still tell some, you know, some of the same crappy jokes <laughs> every once in a while. But internally, who I know myself to be is radically, radically different. And who I will be in a decade from now, will most likely be radically, radically different. And that is a, a gift in itself. And it's a gift that, that only you really get to experience. Other people might get to enjoy it. They might get to reap the benefits of your change and your transformation and your going all the way in. Other people might uh, might not quote unquote benefit up from it, right? They might not see the benefit of it because it might mean that you that you move away from them or you choose not to spend as much time with them or you set firmer boundaries with them. But this is part of the process. So if you are wanting to go all the way in your life, it is going to require work and effort and energy and investment. And it's going to require you to be okay with the unknown of who you will be on the other side of going all the way in. So my challenge for you is to just push a few more chips in and to go a little bit deeper into who you think you might be capable of becoming without attaching to knowing what everything will look like when you go a little bit more in. So I hope you enjoyed. Please share this 
episode with someone that would enjoy listening to it. Uh, it goes a long way. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. And until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.